0: Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's Biggest Columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, on what You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't writing nothing. I ain't, I ain't, I no, ain't, no, I ain't letting him write He ain't getting no interview.
2: It's the
1: award-winning Jeff Calkins from The Daily Memphian and The Jeff Calkins Show. I don't
0: get no interview. I know. I'm good. I'm good.
2: On 92.9 FM ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker.
0: So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly, as soon as it drops, we're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know it. This rubble in the office. we'll be pushing it up, somebody say, you
3: Happy Monday. Oh, we got too much to talk about today. Too much to talk about today, uh, as it was a fabulously busy weekend in the world of sports. As we count down to Jeffrey taking a little bit of time a week from now, right?
1: A a week from tomorrow. We've got got another appointment today, so we'll learn a little bit more. But yeah, we week from tomorrow is our scheduled be at the hospital day. So, for all of you who enjoy listening to Jeffrey Wright on the
3: radio, uh, tune in this week, all week, because next week he could have his hands full.
1: I think it's safe to say I will. I think, I think hands it's full. safe
3: to say that next week he's going to have his hands full. Today on the radio show, Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. We'll talk to him about uh, the NBA, the men's national team. A lot of Grizzly stuff, oddly, over the weekend. As the uh, U.S. team um, ended up defeating Spain, as Jaron Jackson Jr. and Santi Aldama went head to head, back and forth, uh, and uh, and the good guys won. Jaron Jackson Jr. and the Americans won ninety-eight to eighty-eight. Um, and also over the weekend, Pau Gasol was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, and uh, certainly included Memphis in his remarks about that. So we'll talk, uh, we'll talk to uh, Chris about all of that. And James Harden, uh, who's over in China, <clears throat> James Hayden, Harden seems pretty adamant that he does not want to play for Daryl Morey. Uh, a fairly startling quote from James Harden. Harden. We'll get to all of that, uh, and we'll talk to Chris about all of that straight up at 10 o'clock. And then Clayton Collier is going to join us in studio. Clayton Collier, ABC 24, is uh, no longer uh, with ABC 24. He is headed off to Omaha, Nebraska uh, for a new gig. And listen, TV's sort of interesting, Jeffrey, isn't it? Because you've got people who stay forever in our institution. Sure. Like Jarvis, right? Yeah. And then you got Mike people. Mark Sadie's forever, yeah. Mark Sadie has been here absolutely forever. Um, and then you've got, uh, and then you've got people who just sort of, kind of like a revolving door of it's, yeah, of, yeah. it's come and go yeah. you know and uh and Clayton is he's been here 6 years and sort of he's in between and i'll say this about him i thought he was just really good
1: yeah he'll be missed
3: um he, 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 there's no one throwing you know uh, legend you know when it's not like when Jack Eaton leaves or when or when Jarvis leaves or like he's not in that legend category he didn't stay long enough but I'll tell you what, this is just true. At press conferences, um, I don't talk a lot at press conferences. I don't ask a lot of questions at press conferences. I ask them, A, hey, then everybody gets the answer. Sure. <laughs> right? So if you really want to know something that just you want to know for your column or whatever, you got to figure out a way to ask it privately or to the side or something. Um, because as soon as you ask a press conference, the whole world has it. It's on TV in 30 seconds from then and uh, whatever. Tweeted so immediately. Tweeted yeah. immediately, whatnot. Um, so that's one reason I don't do it. But then with all due respect, there are certain people who ask ridiculously stupid questions. And then there are certain people, and I'm not pointing fingers at anyone in particular. It's just occasionally you go to a press conference and you'll see these things happen. Uh, people, it feels like they ask questions just to ask questions. Sure. Don't you think that? Yes, I
1: like, 100% agree with you.
3: They just want their hand out. Yep. Clayton consistently over the last six years, but it was probably two years ago or three years ago, I started noticing this. Asked the best questions. Yes. Unfailingly. And he asked hard questions and he asked him directly and he asked him not a lot of wind up. He just asked the damn question. Yep. And he wasn't in your face or self promoting about it. He just asked smart questions.
1: No, as soon as I saw the news, I I called Mark, and I was like, we are going to miss him. Because then this the exact, other thing
3: about good this, questions is good questions produce good, good, good quotes. Good, good, good content, answers. too, yes. And um, I was looking at his resume today. He graduated summa cum laude. Did you know that from mm. Seton Hall? Maybe that's why. Maybe he's a... Turns out he's a smart dude. Anyway, he's also a really good storyteller. Um, and um, when he announced that he was leaving... um he said some really nice things about Memphis and I don't think he was just saying them. And the truth of the matter is, is that, um, people come and people go. And what I really admire is people who come to the city and who, while they're here, whether it's for the rest of their lives or for two years or for six years or whatever, roll up their sleeves and pitch in and get involved. And if you do, what you've what what often happens is you find you love the place. Um, and, uh, and I think it like, I, I, I know Clayton's going to a, a great job in Omaha, but I think in many ways it pains him to be leaving Memphis. We'll talk to him about all of that. There was an, there was, I, I was reading an obit over the weekend about a woman who lived in Oregon, I think, and died in Oregon. That's where her funeral service was and all of that. But, Part of her life, she stayed in Memphis, and one of the things she did was while she was here, she lobbied to turn the Green Line into the Green Line from an old railroad line. Sure. into. And if you can come to another city. And have an impact. And, and like, roll up your sleeves and do that. Um, Andy Dolich's wife got involved. Andy Dolich, former president of business ops for the Memphis Grizzlies. His wife came here and didn't know anything about Memphis and ended up saying, you know what, we need a downtown farmer's market. Like if you can come here and, and have an impact, um, I really salute you and Clayton did and, and so I look forward to talking to him in the second hour. So that's who we got for guests today. Uh, it is Chris Harrington and it is Clayton Collier. We do have a fair amount of sports to talk about starting with the golf tournament, which wound up uh, yesterday. Once again, uh, we, needed, we needed we needed extra holes. Uh, to uh, to uh, settle the winner or one anyway, Lucas Glover emerges. We need in, an
1: extra tee shot.
3: Extra. We need one extra. Aaron. T- we need an extra tee shot into the water. Exactly. Uh, as Patrick Kentley dumped it in the water on eighteen, and that was that. Lucas Glover wins back to back, and I hope by now has changed his pants.
1: Yes, I. I it sounded like he was considering changing his pants before the trophy presentation. He said, "Oh, whatever." <laughs>
3: Have you ever out on the uh, at the golf tournament and at, at a playing golf or elsewhere been caught with pants that, that 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 look quite like that? Look like
1: like
3: I think the word is swamp ass.
1: Yes, it is. Um, so I swamp am, ass is the right to word. That is the right. And that is not a word that we use. It's it, a we, scientific gr- term. Yes. Growing uh, up yes. in Buffalo,
3: not a term. Correct. that We really used that wasn't a term, but I've become familiar with it since I've moved here to the south.
1: So I am. Definitely on team sweaty boy, and it this is definitely sweaty
3: boy is, is, is distinct correct.
1: from correct. And so, I have I could sympathize with this, however, in my lifetime, I don't think I've ever had to wear pants on the golf course in the summer here. So, long pants, correct, long yeah. pants. It's yeah. like it's always you know, you wouldn't even consider it. No, you wouldn't even consider it. And no, I mean, to me, like the that looked like
3: so is the fundamental problem. Here's the thing: everyone says don't wear khaki colored pants, right?
1: Yes, do not wear light colored pants. The problem it, is, is dark colored pants trap heat. Correct. Also, though, it did not appear to me because I, I followed him for a little bit on Saturday. I don't, so you went out. I did. We went out. My buddy and I went out. I on thought Saturday. You,
3: were, you were earlier in the week. You were. We were
1: you were reflecting. I went out yesterday. Yeah, so my buddy texted me like on Thursday and he's like hey let's go let, let's go we've got tickets. Friday was the most excruciating blasted furnace heat. he went he went on Friday oh and his God. whole deal like was Saturday's like you don't understand how easy you have it <laughs> like yesterday was was one of the most brutal days and then I, I take it yesterday was just as brutal
3: yes Friday was, was bad but I mean the truth of the matter is is that if you find shade, it's fine. The golfers can't find shade. You know, the Correct. Golfers, there's no to hide. They're, 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 so we're in the you know, you you go from tree to tree, basically. Correct. It's as if you're in the you're getting shot at. You're Correct. Just trying to find something to hide behind it every time. And so I walked with Rory some. I uh, well honestly, that like it was Rory and then back to back with Jordan Speith. Yeah, like that was a that, that seemed to
1: be where the largest concentration was big, of people yeah, it was were. a good
3: crowd it was a really yeah. good crowd it was a nice day people were having a good time I was I was pleased by the whole thing uh, even though I wasn't writing about it the team at the Daily Memphian did um, it, I, I wanted to be a part of it and
1: it was bearable yeah it was it was fun. It seemed like the the peak heat was before the weather delay. So yesterday was Aliyah's birthday. We went to brunch, and oh, right. as we were as we were parking and w- like just walking into the restaurant, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and my buddy texted really me something, texted me a screenshot of the AccuWeather, and said the real feel at that time was one twenty-three. So I'm not cl- I'm not clear crazy. how scientific that was or wasn't, but I was like, it is brutal. And then after that, you know, it went down to like a measly like one o seven. It was. Um, I did not sense that Lucas was wearing moisture uh, moisture wicking fabric. Like he could, I think he could have gone to Oak call and gotten some better performance pants. I think he could have and probably should have gone to Oak Hall
3: and gotten some better performing pants. Uh, but I'd say a very good tournament. Uh, Lucas Glover, good story. Age forty three, wins back to back. First time to win back to back on the PGA Tour. First person since Vijay Singh did it fifteen years ago and you know it's it's a it it's a good story like it's not like you let's be honest you'd rather have already win the tournament but uh, the the guy out there wins a major 2009 correct wins at beth page yep and rain soaked as well goes a decade without winning anything and has to uh to be here this past weekend had to win at Wyndham to jump from 112 in the world. His putter has betrayed him most of his career, honestly. Yeah, no, honestly. He's, he's
1: legitimately had the yips. Yips. Like, it's not even, uh, it, I don't really think it's debatable. And uh, and so to come back from
3: that, to keep hacking away, to keep, it, to keep working at 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 it, and to find this level of success. I mean, I don't think many people are going to be drawing inspiration from the tale of Lucas Lo- Glover, but it's it's there to be found if you want to.
1: Well, I mean, to me, the the admirable thing is, you know, this guy is a guy that probably could have like faded off into yeah. nothingness and probably hung out, waited for the Champions Tour to come around, and made a bunch of money. But no, he's stuck with it, and you know, what he has found with the long putter has probably revitalized his career because he's always been a he's always been a very good ball striker. TD Green, he's always been very good. Uh, there were other good stories out there. Um... Over the,
3: over the weekend, we had a uh, we had a caddy fallout. That happened on Friday. Correct, and so I know heat. Andrew. Andrew at Windyke. Andrew at Windyke yes. is stepped up and was holding a beer at the time he was. so well, and in.
1: my former classmate was was the one that pointed out, "Hey, uh, he can caddy." <laughs>
3: That's fantastic. So that was fun. Uh, over at Edwin Watts, they did. They hero- were busy. They were busy. They did heroic work. Uh, because Rory uh, needed his putter wasn't quite right.
1: Mm-hmm. That, yeah, this, this was the issue, and uh,
3: his putter was yeah his putter wasn't quite right, and so they go in there and there's a big sign on the door saying no club work whatever turned around in less Correct. than 24 hours.
1: Yes, and then Harry like, goes in and says, "What if? What about my client? What about <laughs> if it's for Rory? Yes,
3: it would be. Would it be nerve wracking to be working
1: on his putter?" So I would actually I make. they the, professionals. They're skilled. Yeah, professionals. I would actually make the argument no, because if Rory puts badly, no one's going to sit there and go. No one's going to blame. It's the work. No of, it blend. was the work of Edwin Watt, particularly yeah. after his round on Friday, where I believe every putt inside of eight feet or from four to eight feet he missed <sighs> it. So the only thing that could happen is probably going up. So I would say that that's the ultimate win-win for you. Uh, Rory and Tommy Fleetwood tied for third. Uh, if he had made a putt, he could easily have won, right? Yeah, I feel like it was 16 was the problem. He drives it left, and then he can't get up and down. But to me, like that was the peak Rory experience in which you look back at the end of the round, and you're like, he shot a bogey-free 65, and you still feel disappointed. And it's like, right. that's the frustration. And if it's frustrating on people that watch him, I cannot imagine oh, yes, what it's him. like for him. Uh, for Lucas Glover, I thought fourteen was absolutely hundred percent. Like, well, just in general, like the, all the 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 big saves, like big he save, had thirty foot thirty plus foot putt for to
3: save bogey ten. 14, he had a big he had a big putt on uh, ten, and then birdieing sixteen. Yes. Um, so anyway, it was a great scene out there. It was oh, the, and the putt on seventeen was a big putt. Absolutely, um, it was a uh, great scene out there. Uh, the 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 the. the the work that those folks do in putting on this tournament that and, and again, it combines two of our absolute gold-plated institutions in FedEx on the one hand and St. Jude on the other, um, and two of the institutions that, as a community, we can take pride in and build around. And, um, and then and it's a great show as well. So that happened over the weekend. I do want to talk about all the NFL that happened over the weekend, Jeffrey, because we do have – we have actual, I'd say, meaningful things that happened over the weekend. Sure. Not, not wildly so, but you got drives and you got, like, performances and, and competitions uh, that, that will matter. But I did want to uh, first um, – the Jaron Jackson Jr. Santi Aldama stuff was fun. Well, that was a great scene, too. And that was a great scene, too. By the way sp- – Upset by the U.S. because the number one team in the world, just so you know, Spain, Spain from the points rankings, Spain is technically uh, the number one team in the world. And so, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Santi Aldama, they're chanting Santi Aldama's name uh, there. It is a wild scene. And listen, Jalen Brunson was the star of the show
1: with 21 points, didn't miss. Uh, And so, he was terrific. But Austin Reeves hit some big threes as well. To see Jaron, it's a, l- a little more fun watching Austin Reeves hit a big three against, and get right, yeah, celebrated. Right, yes, it. Um, he's irritating. <laughs> if he's he's irritating if
3: he's a Laker, uh, but Jaron with uh, 14, five rebounds, three big blocks, all in the first half. Um, honestly, it was Santi like gave him the lead on free throws in the third quarter. And then it was a uh, Jaron and one that gave him the lead back. Like yeah. it was it, these were pivotal plays by the Grizzlies. And watching it unfold, like where has Santi? As you've thought about next year, I, we've talked a lot about Jaron and about what a stage this can be for him, and about the leap he took last year and how the further leap that he can take this year. But when you think about Santi, um,
1: where have like what if there's a leap from Santi? Well, I mean, like that's the question: is can they play him on the wing? Like, I think offensively they probably could. There's a defensive question, but no, t- I, I think
3: the question is: can you play Jaron at five and Santi at, at the four, four? And can we see
1: much more of that? And I presume that that's something that they can close with because we did see it a decent amount in the playoffs. But that was also because they were like their hand was forced. But I mean, I do think that I do think that there's. A legitimate question of if he improves, does that become something that that gives them a lift?
3: Yeah, uh, it's fun to watch it, and it's uh, and and there's a guy. I mean, do you remember when they drafted him? It was who the hell? And then it was, and then it was all of this. Well, and
1: then his rookie year was just. And then his rookie year was just a. Other washout. than he did have the greatest play in NBA history, the the fake reverse yes, dunk yes. against the Suns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, it was a, a,
3: a rookie year. Everyone was calling that a wasted pick. Correct and boy you can't he can't front office can't hit on all of them and uh and it started exactly, with a good summer league last year and then started with a good summer league good good season a, a dramatically better season this year uh, but there's certainly more uh to come from Santi Aldama in terms of Powell, um listen it, it, you wouldn't have expected his days in Memphis to be the focus of you know of his, uh, of his Hall of Fame ceremony. Of course not. And, um, but he did. He, he, was, he said he gets to Memphis, and he said, uh, wow, a pyramid. I guess all, B- all NBA teams play in a pyramid. Um, basically said he's proud of his time here. Um, he thanked Hubie Brown. He thanked Jerry West. He thanked uh, Jason Williams, Stromile, He mentioned Lorenzen Wattwright. He obviously mentioned Shane Battier. He said uh, he didn't know much English when he got here. I quickly recognized that uh, Shane was very smart, so I just had to follow what he said. I'm proud of my years in Memphis, he said. The work that we did, we set the foundation for what the Grizzlies have become. Simultaneously, the LA Times did a... um, L.A. Times did a look piece, back, maybe yeah, look back, and and particularly at that trade, yeah. And it was interesting to relive that. I watched. It was a sort of a oral history, talking to they talked to Chris Wallace, they talked to Mike Conley, they talked to Mark, they talked to Powell. They did, did a uh, Dan Wojciek, our friend at the L.A. Times, did a a, a really good piece on this, and <laughs> there are some things that were they were interesting. It is interesting to remember that as critical as, as we and the media were of that trade, um, NBA execs were more critical. Oh yes, you know it spur-
1: was Popovich and Popovich the Spurs. Popovich yeah.
3: should be yeah yeah. Steve Kerr was critical. Popovich was critical, um, basically accusing the NBA of handing the Lakers a championship and the trade should be reversed and all of that. Um, it's funny, Chris Wallace, in this oral history says what he has said many times now, which is we specifically asked for Mark and we knew what he had, you know, we sort of indicating, this is what he said, we felt that even though Mark was the 48th pick the year before, if he had happened to be in the draft coming up in 08, he would have been a top 10 pick, okay? Like that's that's how much they valued him as being part of that trade. Mark hearing this says, Come on now, and laughs. He says, "I love Chris, and he really liked me, but after." And let's recall, they did if he draft liked him that much. The they did draft another center the next year, uh, but that was all entertaining. It, it it reminded me that before they traded for, before they traded for Pow, they, um, I mean, they traded Pow traded Powell to the Lakers. They had reached out. Like, they tried to get Noah from the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the first thing they had tried to do. Anyway, that was fun to see that, uh, to see Powell go into the Hall of Fame and, uh, and to see the the Grizzlies now, I guess. Are we going to say
1: they have a representative in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think, I mean, granted, I'm sure. with you, like, his, probably what made his Hall of Fame career is not his time in Memphis, but at the same time, he played more games at Memphis than he did for the Lakers. We'll get to the, uh, NFL
3: coming up next. Other news, though, college news from the weekend. Um, first, Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. is going to be coaching the first four years at Michigan. First, first, four, first games. four games yes. at Michigan. They had worked out a quote unquote negotiated resolution. Uh, he had been, and the negotiated resolution was he was going to take a four game suspension, then that would be that. Correct. Right? And basically, the NCAA said no. Like the committee on infractions said, yeah, and they blew it up. Then they put out a statement, and this was kind of crazy um, because, like, you're not—they they haven't even gotten a notice of allegations yet—and they put out a statement in which they said, "This isn't just about a cheeseburger," yeah. which is incredible because. The only like the who's saying it's quote unquote about a cheeseburger? People on message boards. Sure, that's who's saying this is just about a cheeseburger. How about I just bought some a cheeseburger for some players when they were at a local restaurant,
1: right? Yep. And then it's like the lying about it, or it, it, there's kind of an element of Bruce Pearl. The yeah, the lying about it is yeah. is a huge part of it. That's actually a huge part of it. Like that is, in fact, I think the essence
3: of it. But. It's weird that the NCAA would put in a statement over the weekend, the Michigan infractions case is related to impersonal on- and off-campus recruiting during the COVID-19 dead period and impermissible coaching activities. Dash, not a cheeseburger. That is such a weird sort of snarky – that's like a Twitter clapback. Not a cheeseburger is not the kind of thing that the NCAA normally says. Isn't it weird that they – Listen, the, the Michigan's not. They they haven't even gotten a notice of the allegations about what it is technically about yet. Michigan can't make a statement, and yet the NCAA can do that and can be snarky. And the listen, I'm not. Maybe I'm a homer for the for the for the university with the greatest fight song in the land. Mm-hmm. But isn't that a weird statement from the
1: NCAA? Well, I mean, I I think part of it is their frustration that you know they spend so much time not commenting, but and. They, they feel like the narrative gets. Oh, they're getting crushed, correct? And so they get
3: crushed all the time, though. Yes.
1: Like, why are they?
3: Why are they on this one clapping back? And in the meantime, on uh, when it comes to uh, realignment stuff, um, I was listening to the morning show, and there was uh, there was some speculation that Stanford may end up as an independent. You take ultimately, Washington. There's still this discussion of whether the the remaining dregs of the Pac-4 could go to the American Athletic Conference, yes. right? I just don't believe Stanford's going to do that I, I, under any circumstances. Stanford, Stanford didn't want to be in a conference with Boise State. Stanford, like, didn't want Bo- – like, they're not going to want to be in a conference, with all due respect, with the University of Memphis.
1: I think that's the case. The problem is where do they go? Because when everyone does this whole, well, you can just go independent, like, okay, well, how are they going to get a television deal? How are they – like, you know what I mean? Like, there's – there's a lot of legwork that has to be done other than just announcing that you're going independent. No, I, I, well, I think it's, and it would certainly be trickier for, for Cal.
3: Correct. than it would be for like Stanford may have enough, a, hey, just money in the bank, you know, like Correct. they can divert funds, whereas they, Cal's in massive, massive debt. Massive debt. Uh, and then I think don't you, if you were betting here, don't you think Washington state and Oregon state end up in the mountain West? I think that's where this is all headed. The other two, I still don't know. Anything else happened there that uh, was interesting to you?
1: I mean, I think that there is a path where they could wind up in the American. I just think it's unlikely. Like At a certain point, they do have to go somewhere. So where are they going to play?
3: Tomorrow, of course, is the day when uh, if anyone wants to leave the ACC, ACC – they, in time to play, not this football season, but, but the, next the next football season, not in the ACC, they're going to have to do something by tomorrow.
1: And it seems like it's trending towards nothing. nothing's going to happen seems there. like it's trending towards
3: nothing. All right, we have a lot more to get to. Uh, Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. Uh, Clayton Collier after that. If you're selling your house, I did see a piece in the Daily Memphian just now saying home sales month year over year were way down. It's one of the reasons why you might want to rely, if you're selling your house, on Josh Hysaw and his team over at Keller Williams, among other things. Like, they you see that and there's some fear, like what happens if my house is on the market for a year? Well, Josh Hysaw, if your house isn't sold in 45 days or less, he will either make the mortgage payments or he will step in and buy the house himself. It is Josh Hysaw, more than 280 five-star Google reviews, um, and they're all kinds of interesting Things that he does, flexible fees, no upfront costs. You can cancel at any time without obligation. Um, Give him a call today. It's Josh Heysaw, 901-461-8147. 901-461-8147. You look look him up at joshsellsthemidsouth.com. Come back in a moment is Jeff Gawkins, show on a Monday, 92.9 FM ESPN.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
3: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other
1: leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra.
2: Start hiring professionals like a professional.
0: trista crick with betql it's the dog days of summer for baseball so finding a winning trend can be tough work enter the arizona diamondbacks who have been kind of up and down most of this season except in august where they've gone under the total in 11 of their last 12 games that is a sweet find so look carefully at those d-backs unders until this trend peters out i'm trista Crick, helping you beat the books and bet smarter with betql so download the bet MGM app today
3: Tonight, I've got a bonfire at the lake with friends. First, I need a spritz of my off clean feel. My summer style is all about fun and not about... I don't need mosquito bite red clashing with this crochet top. It's purple. It's bright. I could definitely pair it with my amethyst eyeshadow palette. Best part is, ugly mosquitoes won't be messing with my fiery vibes. With Off Clean Feel, I've got eight hours of not-sticky, fragrance-free protection. Get your pre-party protection on with Off Clean Feel. SC Johnson, a family company.
0: My family and friends know that when I use my pellicro, The food always tastes (laughs) so good. That's because I trust Kingsford Hardwood Pellets. Kingsford has over 100 years of expertise in flavor and quality, so I know their pellets can deliver excellent performance in any pellet grill. Their hardwood pellets will give my food that authentic, wood-fired flavor in every bite.
2: Going back for seconds.
0: Take pride in what you grill. Put on your crown and pick up a bag of Kingsford Hardwood Pellets today. Kingsford.com. Not all water heaters are made equally. Some can be temperamental.
2: Some can be unreliable.
1: And don't even think about what happens if you have neighbors downstairs.
0: Why is it raining inside my apartment? Not with a Navian tankless water heater. You'll never run out of hot water. You only heat water when you need it, saving you tons in utility costs. Navian tankless water heaters. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com to learn more. Did you
2: know that feeling sluggish or weighed down could be signs that your digestive system isn't working at its best? But taking Metamucil every day can help. Metamucil supports your daily digestive health health using a special plant-based fiber called psyllium. Psyllium works by forming a gel in your digestive system to trap and remove the waste that weighs you down. Metamucil's gelling action also helps to promote heart health and slows down sugar absorption to promote healthy blood sugar levels. Start feeling lighter and more energetic by taking Metamucil every day.
0: Do you have heart failure and often hear? Those stomach issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa? Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal
2: tunnel syndrome diagnosis.
0: If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your
3: cardiologist. Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more
2: at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Hey everybody, this is Andrew Filipponi here bringing you the parlay of the day brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Every year, at least one NFL team goes worst to first. Last year, it was Jacksonville. The year before, it was Cincinnati. Who will it be in 2023? The most popular answer is the Jets, plus 220 to win the AFC East, and the most bet-on team to win the Super Bowl. My personal favorite is the Bears to win the NFC North at plus 430. I expect a big breakout from Fields in a second year in the offense with a beefed-up bow line and a new wide receiver. So consider this parlay. The Chiefs to win the AFC West with the Bears to win the NFC North. A $100 bet wins more than 700 bucks. That's it for the parlay of the day. Brought to you by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel app today and make every moment more with America's number one sportsbook. 21 Plus and in President, Tennessee. Bonus issued is non withdrawable free vests that expires seven days after receipt. Max free bet $100. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanDuel.com. Gambling problem? call TN Redline. 1 800 889 9789. It's time for back to school again. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Memphis store. And we have all the New Balance shoes and apparel your kids need to keep them at their best this fall. We have the largest selection of New Balance shoes in Memphis. And our fit specialists are trained in measuring growing feet. At the New Balance Memphis Store, you'll get the perfect fit every time. Get ready for back to school now by shopping with us at the New Balance Memphis Store, located on Germantown Parkway behind the Outback Steakhouse. Are you a maintenance mechanic, diesel
1: mechanic, welder, or a compactor repair person? Are you looking for a different kind of company and culture to be a part
2: of? At Waste Connections and Team Waste, our employees reap the benefit of realizing their potential with our trust and full support. As a second-chance company, we offer competitive pay, a sign-on bonus, tuition reimbursement, tool reimbursement for our mechanics and at the end of every workday you get to be home
1: our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve apply today at careers.wasteconnections.com and become a part of a great team of people
0: your window into
1: affordable luxury is Pella windows and doors of memphis at Pella we offer quality replacement windows at any budget
3: i can't believe the price of my new windows they were so affordable
1: If I knew I could afford windows and doors as gorgeous as these, I would have chosen Pella Windows and Doors in Memphis
0: years ago. Right now, save 25% on your entire project or get 50% off installation.
1: The highest quality, the greatest value.
0: Choose Pella Windows and Doors of Memphis, your window into affordable one. The second half of the baseball season is here, and each game means a little,
2: little bit, bit
0: more. We're talking pennant races and wild card chases, with each pitch bringing us closer to the playoffs. The free Odyssey app lets you listen to live play-by-play of your local team. So no matter what you're up to, you'll never have to miss another game. Download the free Odyssey app today and keep baseball close by. All Summer Log. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Response to the all-new Genesis Diamonds has been incredible. People are loving what we've brought to Memphis. Genesis is a different kind of jewelry store with more jewelry than you've ever seen in one place at prices you never thought possible. And Genesis is Memphis's home for the most sought-after jewelry designers in America. Thousands of styles from names like Takori, Viragio, Henry Dossi, Kirk Kara, Simon G, Christopher Designs, A. Joffe, and more. Premium designer rings every woman dreams of. Handcrafted rings with intricate details extreme craftsmanship, and stunning artistic design. And not just rings. Genesis is home to a world-class selection of timeless and stylish fine jewelry and a killer selection of luxury pre-owned Rolex watches. We can even custom design your dream piece as well. At Genesis, we're here to make your jewelry dreams come true. Discover the Genesis difference. Forever changing how people in Memphis buy diamonds and fine jewelry. Now open at Poplar & Perkins, the official jeweler of the Tennessee Titans.
3: Back
0: on the
3: Jeff Calkins Show. We uh, we do have news, Jeffrey, and that is uh, a couple things. Uh, real quick, one is we have a new class that has been inducted into the uh, Memphis Sports Hall of Fame, and I want to congratulate them. That's absolutely fantastic, including Allie Prescott. <clears throat> including Jack Eaton including Hubie Brown. Uh, so the, the class is Ali Prescott, El Marone, uh, Hubie Brown, Jack Eaton, Sheila Eccles-Gross, Tamika Whitmore, and Richard Mulrooney. There's a separate cut coach uh, uh, category, and that's Marion Brewer, Phil Clark. Of course, Phil Clark, you knew Phil. You know Phil, right? Phil, I uh, was Germantown. Long time at Germantown. Germantown, Bartlett. Bartlett, uh, before that, he was at he literally coached my friend, Zach McMillan, um, uh, back in a school in Fraser. There was a little school. Skyview. In, Skyview. Skyview Academy. Uh, he, he coached there. Uh, anyway, Sharon Watson and Sylvester Ford, all of them are inductees to the Memphis Sports Hall of Fame. So, Allie Prescott... Alma Roan, Hubie Brown, Jack Eaton, Sheila Eccles-Gross, Tamika Whitmore, Richard Mulrooney, Marion Brewer, Phil Clark, Sharon Watson, and Sylvester Ford. Uh, they will be inducted at a ceremony on October 10th. You can get tickets for them if you uh, wish to.
1: So shout-out to, to, to those folks. Um, secondly— I wonder if Zach was at Skyview when uh, my football baseball coach, now the Briarcrest head coach— uh, was that Skyview? Phil Massey. Was that don't know. Was that I Don't know the answer. I don't that. know the age difference.
3: Um, listen, I hope that uh, there are a lot of names there that I that I know and that I covered and that I or that I worked alongside or worked with um, Ali obviously um, didn't didn't know him as a pitcher, but I I certainly and didn't really know him when he was at the University of Ma- like he was he was going to be the athletic director for yeah. the un- at the University of Memphis and um, that was. Uh, Backroom dealing shot down. And, um, but what Ali did in getting AutoZone Park and the Redbirds launched was absolutely transformative. He was the goodwill ambassador at a time when people thought that place was that it was crazy. Crazy to put it downtown. Crazy to be like Memphis sports was at a particularly low ebb. The chicks had left for Jackson, Tennessee. Um, and he just went from, Rotary Club to Kiwanis Club to Optimist Club to church, you know, uh, Sunday school classes, um, proselytizing for baseball in Memphis, and because of that, they really got. I mean, obviously, um, he wasn't alone in it. The Jernigan family helps. The Jernigan family was behind it. Uh, Dan, Dean Jernigan was absolutely behind it, and it was Dean's vision originally. But Ali really made it come tr- made it came come true. Uh, and was absolutely fundamental uh, to that effort, and which is partly why, as we know, why the Grizzlies ended up here. You know, Michael Heisley was impressed by, came to the Peabody one day, wandered across the street and saw, um, saw what was happening there and said, you know what, we could do something here. Uh, obviously covered Hubie, one of my all-time favorites. Hubie was such a controversial hire when it happened. Like, what are you doing bringing Hubie Brown out of the, Mothballs, um, and he was known as sort of an irascible, inflexible guy. Before he was so grateful to have a chance to coach, to teach. I remember that he was coach of the year that year, and the campaign that the Grizzlies put together was about Teacher of the Year, and they had little pencils, Hubie Brown, for, because that's what he fundamentally was, and he should have been in a classroom, and his classroom just happened to be an NBA. Uh, An NBA team, um, but Hubie was a teacher, and then every time he freaking spoke at post game press conferences, the same thing—he was teaching all of us. He was unbelievably uh, fun to cover. Ended badly, but what a what what a what a great run he had here. Jack Eaton is a legend, of course. Oh yeah, um, and I, I I didn't know Jack at all in his zenith, in his heyday, like when I was when I had it used to be a Jack and Dana Kirk had a radio show. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of my experience with Jack. He'd been, you know, his time at Voice of the Tigers was over. His time had, on TV was over. He was now doing a radio show with Dana Kirk, who was, you know, the disgraced former coach. And so it was, um, you know, they were, that was not the zenith of Jack Eaton. Let's just say that. But a lot of people's memories of Memphis sports <clears throat> are built around the
1: voice of Jack Eaton, no question. I feel like he's still in that category of myth, in that like your dads would tell you yeah. about like how great this was. Like you don't understand. It's in an era. Yes. Uh,
3: when you say Jack Eaton, it symbolizes an era. Sure. I mean, just talk to Jarvis about Jack Eaton. Sure. And what 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 Jack Eaton meant to to Jarvis. Um, Tamika Whitmore, I did cover at the University of Memphis. She was a force, man. She was a force. Tamika Whitmore, women's basketball player at the University of Memphis. Um, uh, Elmarone, of course, I mean, honored by the field house, but you know, responsible for a lot of what's happening uh, has happened over in women athletics at a time before Title IX. Like it was not, it was not easy to make that happen, and Elmarone uh, made that happen. Rachel Mulrooney, uh, legendary in the world of soccer, and on and on and on. So, uh, congratulations! I, I we'll give greater. Uh, Props to all of them. But again, the list is Ali Prescott, Al Marone, Hubie Brown, uh, Jack Eaton, Sheila Eccles-Gross, Tamika Whitmore, Richard Mulrooney, Marion Brewer, Phil Clark, Sharon Watson, and Sylvester Ford. The the, uh, James Harden story, which I wanted to touch on briefly. So we've been wondering, is he going to report to Philadelphia? Is he not? There was a report over the weekend that talks. Trade talks had ended. Ended. Philadelphia just said we're 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 done we're done here we're not trading with the Clippers no one's giving us anything good we'll just proceed with James Harden so that's that right Jeffrey yeah no totally right that's usually <laughs> how it goes with James Harden usually how it goes you got to be careful when you get in bed with James Harden and because uh, now James Harden uh, so he's over in China and early this morning he was. Uh, he was talking about this decision to end the trade talks and it didn't seem like it's going to go
2: well. Uh, Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of me. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part
3: of the He said it
1: twice, Jeffrey.
3: Let me say he it again. He must mean it. He Correct. must
1: mean it. I mean, there's so much irony there. Like, is there a, I'm sure promises were made and not kept. But I can't think of anyone that is a bigger James Harden champion than than Daryl Moore. It must have been contractual, right? Well, I'm sure he feels like, hey, I was going to get it. You told me I was going to get a new deal. But uh, Harden had decisions to make, too. He had options in this. Anyway, we'll see how I'll that's going to go. It was, I, I don't think it was coincidental that he was announcing that in China, where Daryl Morey has been a little outspoken critic. Yes, Daryl Morton, Daryl Morey is, uh, uh, has
3: a – yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, there you go. We'll talk to Chris about that. All right, Jeffrey, from the world of the NFL, we had actual NFL games, preseason games, preseason games, yeah, whatever – Give me the most interesting thing that happened in a preseason game. The most? The most interesting thing this entire weekend that happened in a preseason game. Jordan Love looks competent? I think that could be. I think that could be. That's high on my list. Jordan Love... Who's really, let's be honest, a laughing stock, right? Like Jordan Love is sort of a. It's certainly an eye roll. An eye roll. Yes. at the very. My God, you squandered Aaron Rodgers for Jordan Love. Correct. And I, I don't think. There's all. Well, that's not true. I mean, Jordan Jordan Love could go on to be a Pro Bowl quarterback for the next 10 years, and then you wouldn't know and be eye, rolling their eyes, right? Sure. But short of that, it's going to be hard to to make it make sense for when you drafted Jordan Love when you had Aaron Rodgers and, and ruined everything with Aaron Rodgers. That was just stupid. It was
1: just stupid. Yes, And so, uh, but. It felt like a we're smarter than everybody else type move. Yeah. But, 7-10, of to touchdown, five different receivers, Jordan Love looked competent. And I watched that in real time on Friday, and my first thought the whole time was like, oh, this like looks smooth. And it didn't feel, you know, sometimes when you'll watch a guy and you'll see the numbers and you're like, I don't really feel like he played that well. When you watched Friday night, and again, I have no idea what Cincinnati was doing defensively, whatnot, but it felt, it felt sustainable. Did not feel like, oh, this is like lucky. Like he was, it was smooth. Um, All right. I, I don't think this is the next most interesting, but this is since
3: we're in that division. Justin Fields, Uh, Justin Fields back to back touchdown drives, and they look different than touchdown drives that the Bears have had uh, last year because DJ Moore immediately took 162 yards on a screen and then a 56 yard dump off to a running back. You know how many plays last year the Bears had with 50 or more yards after a catch?
1: Oh, God. After a catch, because I feel like every explosive both of these play was were 50
3: or more yards after catch. They were none. last last year. You can tell in me none. Y- none. Yes. The answer is none. And they had two. Correct. They were last last year in yards after catch, 1,132. Not a single play did they have 50 or more yards. And so uh, you've got uh, Justin Fields, Jordan Love looking competent. Justin Fields, who some I think maybe a little overly exuberant, putting him in the MVP discussion again. That that's a stretch. I feel like. But um, what say you about the Bears' new offense? And by the way, they sacked the they sacked the Titans
1: eight times. Eight yeah. times. Yeah, I mean the me the thing with the Bears is have they have they put enough around Fields to where. We can actually make a legitimate deals. evaluation because right, I me... feel like up to this point, like everyone that goes well, like he's a running back. It's like, well, we've seen him throw the ball; like he is competent. But he's never really had a chance. Have they put enough around him now where it feels like you're going to get an honest evaluation? Was it um, from that game? Is it interesting to you? Uh,
3: we're again, we're, we're we're trying to extract the interesting things that happened this past weekend. Interesting to you that Malik Willis better than. Uh, Will Levis in the two, let's throw a dart and see if we get a quarterback uh, 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 in consecutive years for the Titans. Uh, Willis, uh, 16 16 to 25, 189 yards, did have a pick, but ran for a touchdown. Will Levis, 9 of 14,
1: 85 yards. uh, Also with a pick. Also with a pick. Um, And they were. I still felt like they were trying to showcase Malik saying like, hey, who wants to trade for him? And that's why they're saying all these nice things about Correct. him. Correct. Like they're I just, think they're trying to
3: build they're him up. Burbling. Correct. They are uh, burbling about him. Hey, you know what? I think the NFC ent- Central is interesting. The North, whatever. Yeah, the the, the North, artist, the North the North is formerly known yes, as the Central. Central right. Yes. Well, it's
1: interesting because. Do you really want to live in a world where the Lions are considered the presumptive favorite? Like I feel no, like the Lions I don't like, want to live in that. I think Jameer Gibbs is going to put up numbers, I, man. That I dude agree with is, you. That dude is going to, like, I don't
3: know if it was a smart draft pick, too high to take a running back, etc. But, like, you look around, I think he's going to be electric. Justin Fields, obviously more around him now.
1: Um, is Jordan Love going to be decent? And then the Vikings, aren't the Vikings kind of your presumptive favorite? That, that's the problem. It's like they're the presumptive favorite, and I just don't feel like that's a world in which even the Lions are comfortable being. So How I about guess. this for interesting? Calvin Austin, 67-yard touchdown pass. Of course. We'll see that all throughout the year. I, it was good to see a That It was, was a was good highlight play, it, yeah. It was what? It was, it was a great highlight
3: play. It was a great highlight play, and Kenny Pickett looked good, Briefly. I've told you. You like him. I like him. I think he can really throw the football.
1: I also thought Baker looked pretty good. Six
3: of seven, 70 yards, and Baker, eight of nine, 63 yards and a touchdown. I thought Baker looked pretty good. They both both looked good in that game. correct. What does that mean? Is looking good in a preseason game, if you're a quarterback, sort of like looking good in the summer league in the NBA? I I think that's the closest. It doesn't doesn't mean – that you're going to you're be going good. You're going to be good, but if you're bad, correct. I do it's think a it's a bad sign that if you're going to be Because usually everybody's
1: bad. playing like base type defenses, there's not really a game plan. So if you can't look competent against those looks, you're going to struggle during. It's the funny night. I I was reading about, you know, all the different and here are the quarterbacks who quote unquote looked good. All right.
3: Okay? Or at least are being classified someone said they looked good. I can't vouch for personally that they looked good. Aiden O'Connell looked good for the Ravens. I
1: got, I got eyes on that. He looked very competent. People say that Trey Lance looked pretty good. No, I thought he looked inconsistent, but he had one good drive.
3: That, that, that may be it. Derek Carr looked
1: good for Agreed. New Orleans. Six, right? So, Derek Carr looked good. Um, uh, Tyler Huntley looked good for the Ravens. That was such a weird game in that like they played Josh Johnson early and then Huntley came in late, and you couldn't even tell, like, is he going up against anyone that matters? He did move the ball, but it, I don't know how sustainable it Zach was. Wilson looked good. Yeah, I mean, the, I would, two I field would mainly goals, argue drives. the Panthers looked really That's bad. That's fine, but I'm just yes. telling you,
3: look, this, yeah. is, this is to our point, that how Justin Fields looked good, um, Jordan Love looked good, Kenny Pickett looked good, Baker Mayfield looked good, Sam Howell looked good. And Deshaun
1: Watson looked good. Uh, Deshaun Watson looked uh, Captain Check Downey. Well, that, he rushed.
3: He ran a bunch. Kind of, kind of scary. Yeah,
1: three of three for twelve yards. Yeah. and then he ran three times for twenty. Also, did the, you have eyes on that game? I did have. I got some eyes. Well, on his drives, I got his drives and Hal's drives early. The other takeaway for me, uh, his numbers may may look fine at the end. I do not think Russell Wilson's fixed. Those first, his first like two or three drives against the Cardinals' first defense, good. like balls well, down. That gets me to the, the, the quarterbacks who did not look good, as you point out, Dre, Trey Lance.
3: There's a the jury was out. Beauty was in the eye of the beholder. Did Stetson Bennett look good or not look good? He looked um, played uh, for the played I much of this, the game
1: for the Rams. I was he looked a lot like he did at Georgia in the sense of like I thought the game was going to be probably a little too physical and fast for him. He still is not particularly accurate with the football, but like he still kind of has like that gunslinger. Like he he surprised me. I I thought he had. Two really look, nice drives. C.J. Stroud did not look good. We uh, earlier I, talked to that. And I'm Bryce, still worried about it. I'm worried about with C.J. Like I don't know if he's going to have a chance just because well, their line of, is so bad.
3: Speaking of, Bryce Young, yes. absolutely overwhelmed. And by the way, this is my concern about the Jets. Jets play the Bills in week one. That defensive front
1: can be hellacious. They can, but also you got to remember, Jeff, they had an extra week. They've, they've already played a game. <laughs> yeah. like, it's not a fair fight. Uh, Bryce oh, Young yes, did not he did look,
3: look good because he, did, he did. was just overwhelmed, right? So I don't know if it's fair to say he didn't look good or not. Anthony Richardson did not look good.
1: No, but, I mean, he, st- he still does enough to where you're just intrigued because he is such a freak. Uh, Anyone else that did not look good to you? Um, I wasn't particularly impressed with Levis. So we kind of touched on that. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Deuce Vaughn. Was fun,
3: absolutely. This uh,
1: was one of my favorite college players to watch. Uh, he and had, then, of course, he was the story of the draft because he's drafted by the Cowboys. Yep. His
3: dad uh, works for the Cowboys. There's this emotional scene, and he's been great all camp. Yep, going to be backing up Tony Pollard. Great all camp. Eight rushes, fifty yards, a touchdown. He's real. He's a real deal. I think. In
1: that same game, also uh, Calvin Ridley looks like uh, he's going to be ready to go. That could be fun for the for the uh, for the Jags. Those were kind of, and then I think Demar being on the sideline like that was fun. Like I don't, you know what well, I mean? Demar Hamlin played. Yeah, that's
3: about Like yeah, the whole yeah. he, scene, he, and he played. Like the He, ambulances he, played, with the he three. made a tackle. Yeah. He stuffed uh, Anthony Richardson on a fourth down. Um, didn't really get tested at all in uh, in the passing game, but he did. Uh, he did make a bunch of tackles, and so. Now next next week they play yeah. at at the Steelers, which is where he's from. Yep. And so then it'll be more, and then you'll have the you know opening night. In addition to Aaron Rodgers on opening night, <laughs> yeah. like you're gonna have <clears throat>
0: you're
3: gonna have Demar Hamlin, who won't start. But um, that happened too. Uh, the Chiefs need Chris Jones in camp. You know that, and I'm I'm sure it'll happen. Listen, I I hold out some hope that he's gonna hold out all year.
1: They're gonna get it done. Yeah, the thing is, the
3: Chiefs have plenty of money. I don't know that people focused on this. They're young and they have huge amount of cap space. Yes, next year for next year they have a huge amount of cap space. They, unlike my beloved Buffalo Bills, have done a great job of drafting. They basically revamped their offensive line last year in the draft, so they've saved a lot of money. They got plenty of money to give Chris Jones. Yeah, Um, so I think they will uh, absolutely get that done. The Eagles. I'm kind of envious of all those Georgia players, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith just knocking people over.
1: Um, DeAndre Swift had a twenty two yard run. I got, like I, worse things to do to pick Georgia players. My my thought on that one was like, Oh yeah, I forgot that's where Mariota went. Oh yeah. That was like, Oh yeah, yeah, That's, 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 where, Mari- that's, that's where he That's ended where up. Mariota ended up. But I think I had a Tyler McKee sighting on that one. Like that there is like When I'm watching preseason football, there's, like, a test of, like, where did that guy play college, I'm trying to, like, figure it out. It's like, I think that was – it was Tanner McKee. Like, I was trying to remember where all these guys played. So, uh, anyway, it was – I I saw that uh,
3: our old friend Bennett was complaining that the Titans are not shown their preseason games in Memphis on the – WREG. Were they? Right. So were they shown? Because, I don't know, Bennett was complaining. Bennett Doyle, our old friend, was saying, I don't understand – why Titans preseason games aren't picked up by local broadcasts? Is it not picked up
1: by WREG? So the issue, I assume, I, I got so no I idea. Have, I, I, I presume Bennett could have found it if well, it was on WREG. So I have DirecTV, and we can't. Like, I had to watch the golf tournament on uh, CBSSports.com yesterday because WREG's parent company, Nextstar, cannot come to a deal with DirecTV. So that channel's just blacked out. I presumed that's when I, because I'm like Bennett, I couldn't see it until the NFL Network showed the replay. I just assumed the reason why I missed it is because it was on that, and but I don't, I don't know that to be true. I made the assumption. Yeah. Chris Harrington coming up next. Clayton Collier after that. He is
3: headed to Omaha, but he'll reflect on his six years in Memphis. All in the second hour. If disaster strikes, you folks, uh, you know at this point who to call. Service Master by Cornerstone nine zero one respond easy number nine zero one respond um they have a uh, locally owned to locally operated they were out there at the golf tournament uh that's where jeffrey met tyler the owner um and they listen they they're help helping the covington schools get launched after their disasters the storm d- disasters up there building whole new schools they can certainly uh help you 24-hour phone line they work with every insurance company they were awarded the Franchise of the Year award by Service Master, meaning they're number one in the country. It's Service Master by Cornerstone, 901 respond. Chris Harrington coming up next. It is The Jeff Gawkins Show, 929
2: FM ESPN. Coming up at 11 a.m., it's the Jason and John Show. Weekdays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis' sports station.
3: How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Maddie Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for
2: and it is a delight. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.